The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Shanti Hershenson is a 14-year-old author who's with us here just now. How are you doing today? I'm great, how are you? Yes, I'm doing great as well. Now, first of all, how would you describe the style of your writing, if you were able to? So I feel like I write in a number of different styles depending on the story and kind of the perspective. So if I write um, a book that's told like in first person, it'll be a little less descriptive and more how the character's like feeling and what they're thinking, yeah. kind of. And also like written how they would talk. Uh, third person, usually I use longer sentences that are more like descriptive and showing the scene around the character and not just like the character. Yeah, that's kind of interesting actually. And how do you go about writing a book? Do you have ways to help you get in the mindset? I have a crazy process, but first yeah. it's like I'll normally listen to the same songs every day um, oh. when I first start writing. And that kind of helps me like get in the mindset of, okay, we're listening to this song, we're going to write. And then I'll sit down and I'll usually, like, I've started now covering the word count and mm. try to write to, like, write around 500 words. And I'll stop and take a break. Sometimes I'll write over, sometimes I'll write less. And then mm. um, maybe about an hour later, once I've taken a good break, I'll come back and write the extra 500 and then I'll have done a thousand words a day. Yeah, that's quite a lot of words to write in a day. Do you find that you manage to stick to that consistently? Um, normally I'll do more because it's mm. actually, I feel like it depends per book. Yeah. I had, um, this book right here, I did around 4,000 words per day and I finished wow. writing the first draft in 16 days <laughs> wow. because of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. by walk, I was doing 1,000 to 2,000 and then let's see. I think the best one's around 1,000, 1,500. Because mm. anything more, and it starts to get, like, really tiring. And, like, I can't imagine doing <laughs> 4,000 words a day again unless the book and the writing is going, like, very, very well. Yeah. And do you find that all the words you write are good, or do you have to kind of come back to it later and fix a few things up? There are some books when I can't find much to change in my um, second draft of The Axel Insurgent. Uh, this one yeah. was kind of like that. But I do think the writing style um, was kind of hard to kind of change things in. Mm. And then there are some books like uh, Biome Lock, which was the first book I ever wrote. And that one started out as this like, I'm trying to think, I finished the draft at like 100,000 words. Wow. I went back and edited it until it was a 200,000 words because there was so much I wanted to change, especially in the writing. Mm. And it became this 800 page draft. Wow. wow. That's really that, thick, isn't it? 
In that draft, I ended up splitting into three books. So I only published the first one, but the and then there's I wrote a sequel to those three books. So there's four buy and walk books, and wow. they're all going to be published. And is the final version that thick? Oh no, <laughs> the final version's about 250 pages, ah. and it's this one. Yeah, yeah. It's and like yeah the first yeah. part of the story. And I take it you know there's a lot of scenes maybe and parts that you have to cut out. So what's your process? Is it what isn't necessary that gets cut out, or stuff that just is good as other parts i think especially i'm not sure i don't i haven't cut many scenes from my other books as much as biome biome lock i had to mm. there was so much that had to be cut yeah because a lot of yeah. biome lock was them traveling and there were some scenes that really weren't necessary like characters would argue for like a thousand words <laughs> well, and that would be a whole well, scene yeah. yeah or i'm trying to think there's a lot more i feel like in the third biome lock book which is almost a hundred thousand words so a lot wow. longer than the other two yeah and there are a lot of scenes in that well that one's actually more fast paced than the others i feel like there are definitely and they're just paragraphs too mm. that are just like they're good paragraphs they're well written they're descriptive but they're also not kind of necessary yeah and those i end yeah. up cutting and have you found that there have been some people who are quite interested in reading the director's cut of the book so to speak yeah i, I have um spoken to a few people who really want to read it yeah. it's like i know about my family i um had them read part of this one first my 800 page version i don't think they finished it well. it's hard to read i yeah. found because yeah. again um another problem with biome lock is the sentences were really long and the dialogue mm. tags were really really long and you'll find a lot of that in the um short and final version but it's not as bad yeah that's true mm. so what got you into writing in the first place i feel a number of different things that have gotten me really into it over the years i feel yeah. like yeah. in first grade we had this um like young authors and it was an after school class where that we got to like make these picture books and i still have the things i did in that class yeah but that was really something that really made me want to write a book i think it's kind of been this just interest of mine like writing and writing stories and i've tried to write for a while but i, I really do think the um, pandemic gave me a lot of time to be yeah. able to kind of actually write <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely, because you would have been off school for a lot of it, maybe even still are, so you would have had plenty of time, I guess. Yeah, it's like, I'm trying to think, we were off school for over a year, Yeah, yeah. and it was like, I was really upset because all of my extracurricular activities got cancelled, and it's like everything that made me, me, yeah. was suddenly not there anymore, and I was just pretty much locked in my room <laughs> yeah. all day. <laughs> Wow. And I started writing Biomlock. And mm. then that kind of... I feel like there are some elements of the pandemic maybe in Biomlock because all the teenagers, they're stuck in these biomes and they're imprisoned by the aliens. Yeah. And they're like stuck in this one biome and they can't leave. <laughs> and I've never really thought about it that way. But it's, mm. like the more I think about it, it's like Biomlock kind of has a lot of elements of the pandemic. Yeah, it does seem to be quite a coincidence. Just the name Lock would work. Yeah. And how have you got published so young? Have you self-published or do you have people that have just took a leap of faith and believed in you so i am self-published using um two companies i use um amazon's kdp which yeah. is for my print ebooks and i use ingram spark for the hardcover and they yeah. can make some really good looking hardcovers like this one and i have another hardcover for my um book you won't know her name which is a poetry book and the hardcover for that it's like i just approved the final um e-proof for it and yeah. it was actually giving me some problems so i'm glad like those have been somewhat sorted out oh yeah absolutely and how easy is it to self-publish is it easier than acquiring a publisher i think in some ways it is in some ways it's not because you have mm. to kind of pay for everything yourself and you yeah. have to get all the editing done you have to do all the marketing yourself so in that way it's harder but like to actually get the process going and getting an agent that is a lot harder to do 
Oh yeah, that does seem like quite a feat. So what advice would you give to other teen authors who are thinking of pursuing this but don't know what to write or don't know how to get a book published maybe? I think the biggest advice I can give to anyone trying to write a book that's like young is like don't let your age like kind of get in the way because I have talked to a couple people and they're like oh I'm too young to write a book or I can't get it published I'm like a kid and I think just kind of throw away that mindset it's not a thing that's like you can be too old or too young to do it's just the majority of people that do it are older but I think anyone can Mm. and that's the thing if somebody sees a book in a shop or even online they're not going to judge the author based on their age because they can't tell their age unless sometimes there's the about the author section but you have to actually open the book to see that yeah so what books and authors have inspired you over the years and have you just enjoyed let's see i really like reading i read in a bunch of different genres um like my favorite book is the perks of being a wallflower i don't know if Mm. you've um heard of that one or not don't think so no in that one um Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
kind of helped like inspired there's a line in that in the um afterward that actually made me um like encourage me to write uh this book which is a poetry book and it's about bullying and it's very much about a true story also this is the old cover i um recently redesigned the cover um i made an amazing designer did that and it's not coming in the mail yet so (laughs) i have to wait and there's just a line in that book and it's in the afterward and it's like write that book and then i was like okay i'll do that (laughs) and it kind of inspired me to write a book based on true events oh wow yeah and this room that you're in now is this where you do the bulk of your writing um not really i do it mostly in my room i sometimes go outside and i go to the park and write Mm. oh this is my dad's office oh fancy um, my room the internet up in my room isn't too great but i've actually written in here a few times it's like it's pretty nice yeah it does seem quite non-distracting i suppose because there's a few shelves there that are quite empty so it's very tidy and nice yeah it's like i feel like distracting environments that's why i often go to the park to write Hmm. because like i can get distracted very easily like i have books scattered all over my room and it's like oh i'll pick one up and i'll read it (laughs) and then like i won't be writing Hmm. the park's like probably the best place to write yeah because it's just like there's nothing to distract you yeah i take it this is a park as in a park with loads of trees and stuff rather than a park where kids would play it's like there's one down the street for me and i've sometimes written there at my um i just moved to my old house there's also a park and there are a lot of kids there but like you could go off and kind of because there's just grass and i would sit like under a tree the park um that i live near it's like there's a playground and stuff but there's not many kids there so it's like pretty quiet especially during the day that's kind of weird then why are there no kids they must have all grown up that's the only explanation yeah it's like sometimes i see people like playing on the field but like mostly it's like everyone's elsewhere so it's pretty good and do you ever get any inspiration from the environments that you happen to be writing in at the time Definitely the parks are really good because you can watch like people and see kind of how they act. I can implement that on my characters. Yeah. I think I have a whole document of just book ideas. <laughs> I don't know how many of those book ideas have actually turned into real books. Like Xyle is mm. probably the um, most prominent of those ideas that I do remember like actually writing down in my notes and yeah. then like writing a book kind of based on. Hmm. Mostly those ideas are just, like, really horrible things, but, like, they could be good books, so, like, I'll write them down anyways. Yeah, because how many ideas have you had over the years that you've never actually got round to? On my, um, document, I have probably 20, 30 ideas. I haven't counted in a while. (laughs) And these are all, like, full novel ideas. I have, like... Hmm. I'm trying to think. Like, I get ideas from very random things. Like, um, the accidental insurgent, I just, like, kind of thought about this dystopian world, and I was like, okay, what's the worst thing that could go wrong? Yeah. And I, I do that with a lot of my books. Always the worst thing that could go wrong always happens. Yeah. And it's kind of this way to keep the readers interested, because when something goes wrong, it's usually going to be exciting to try to make that right. Yeah. But then yeah. something else will go wrong. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And... How delighted would you be if somebody approached you and said, we're going to make a film or TV series out of one of your books? I would freak out. (laughs) I would be like, yeah, I would freak out. I feel like I always thought about this. If my books were ever made into a movie, I don't care where it would be, but I would appear at opening night and I would just go watch the movie normally on opening night. Oh, wow. Yeah, that'd be great. Presumably you'd be invited to the premiere because otherwise that would be really rude. Although I think that happened with Mary Poppins, so you can never be sure. Have you got any more books coming up after these couple? I have several books coming up. So I have... Oh, gosh, this is embarrassing. (laughs) I have... um, so my Zyle 
Wildland series, which is a series of novellas, I have the third book in the series coming out. The second one's already published. I have three more Biomlock books coming wow. out. Wow. Okay. And Biomlock 4 is super cool, but it needs a lot of work. Mm. It's like takes place like after everything is kind of closed. Yeah. I have um Actually, another Zyle Delane, which is probably one of my favorite of my series to write. Yeah. And I have um, just another one of these. It's going to be a novel this time as opposed to a novella. And it's the origin story of the villain, which is really interesting. Because already I think at least the villain of that series is this kind of really eccentric kind of magician almost. Except his magic's a little more than an illusion. Yeah. And to kind of see him like starting out and like what got him to the point where he's like this crazy evil... <laughs> Um, guy is really interesting. Yeah, it's been yeah, super hard to yeah. kind of write in his perspective. Yeah, that's quite interesting because I'm always interested to know why villains are the way they are. Because a lot of books and films just seem to forget that half the time and just go, they're bad because they're bad, and that's it. Yeah, it's like for Biomlock, I had the villain's point of view be in a few chapters, and that was kind of a way to kind of explain, like, because the villain in Biomlock, it's like, he's the villain, but it's also like he doesn't have a choice of whether or not he wants to be the villain, and that was kind of the interesting kind of part of that. But for this book, it's like, this guy in Zyle, had, he had the full choice if he wanted to be the villain. Yeah. And it's like, it didn't, like, no one, like, forced him to do it. And that part's been really interesting, but it's also been super hard. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And how is school going? Because you're going to do really well in English, right? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think school is like, I do well academically in general. I'm doing um, better in math this year. That was kind of a subject that yeah. I had um, children yeah. in seventh grade. Yeah. It's like, socially, school is is kind of I don't know I feel like school a lot of schools especially my own have um, bullying problems mm. and just kids treat other people horribly and that's something I um work towards yeah and in that way it's like I don't like school but <laughs> yeah. I do um I really love my teachers mm. and I love um the academics yes definitely where are we able to find your books if we'd like to read them um so my books are all on amazon.com and just I think every Amazon website yeah I have um the Axel Insurgent the hardcovers at Barnes and Noble and you can probably find it at most places that you buy books online. Yeah. I have a lot of my books actually just in online um, bookstores. I'm working on the um, physical bookstore aspect. I plan to do some book signings so that will um, kind of get the books in some select stores. Yeah. And also all the books you can find links to all of my my ones that are published. Actually most of them. I have two books that I wrote in sixth grade that I didn't like so I took them off my website. Yeah. But um, you can find all of my books that I published on my website as well as up dates and like short stories at um, shantihershenson.com yeah great well thanks very much for coming on the show today it's been great to chat to you oh, thanks for having me mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Toby Gribben Show!